Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. In this special off-season edition, host George Templeton reviews what's been happening since the last time the Rams hit the court. And now, here's George. Hello and welcome back to Rams Rewind. We continue our series on the new players coming to VCU. And with this episode, we have the second player in the class that committed and maybe for a lot of uh, Richmond area fans, and certainly for somebody as, like myself that went to VCU and used to live in Richmond, I'm fairly excited about this because I feel like it's been something that's been missing in the program, not having someone that was from the area playing on the basketball roster. And this time, after a few years of not having it, we will have one with Alfonso Billups from Verina High School. And joining us to talk about him is a Times-Dispatch sports reporter, so he is of the parish that I used to be from, the Richmond Times-Dispatch, Zach Joaquin. Welcome to Rams Rewind. Thank you for joining us. George, thank you so much for having me on, man. It's absolutely fantastic to have you and to talk about a Richmond, a local product, local for the people in Richmond, uh, being a part of the team. And let's just let's just start with the thing that's kind of fun. His nickname is Fats. Uh, for those of us that don't know out there, why is Alfonso Billups who's not exactly the the the, uh, the beefiest kid around called Fats of all things. It's kind of humorous. He was just a chubby baby, um, and, and, and that was his nickname as a kid. Um, I, I've also heard him called Alf, uh, short for Alfonso, um, and I'm very much of the opinion that, that people should get a chance to choose their own nickname. Much of the time, nicknames are impressed upon people, um, but it, it seems like this one has gone around, and that is what everybody calls him. Um, I had my editor ask me if this was going to be a Bones-type situation, um, where, where that's just what he's known as. And I think that is where we're headed, that he's, he's at this point, he is Fats Billups. All right. Well, there's been a lot of very famous Fats in, in, in the history of America. So if he's, any, if he's anything like those folks, then he's going to be a legend around, around these parts real quick. Uh, and something else. Now, when he committed, he was 6'7". But I've seen in some places that he might have grown further. Is he is he list is he still listed as six seven or is he bigger now? I believe he's still listed at six seven, but he's certainly. It would not surprise me if he still had a growth spurt in him. Um, and he's every bit of that six seven for sure. I do not think it would be inaccurate to say that he's he's pushing six eight. He's certainly the size of a point forward. Um, I think he definitely has room to to put on some weight. Um, and get a little broader um, and fill out that frame a little bit. But lengthwise, um, he's 6'8", sounds right to me. And, and we'll start there then. He's listed, he's listed as a shooting guard. When I see that kind of size, I immediately think swing man, although yeah. I know that's, 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 the old, that's the old basketball traditionalist in me. Uh, where do you see his best position, uh, either just in general and, and certainly with this team? He's a versatile three um, that I would certainly – I think I'd pin him more as a point forward rather than a shooting guard. Um, he certainly has good ball skills, and he can shoot the ball. Um, he can bring the ball up the floor. He can distribute to his teammates. Um, but I think once he puts on a little more weight, then he'll be able to bump around a little bit down in the post with bigger players. And so um, I, I think that he'll play more of that role for VCU and slot in as a three. Um, I don't look at him as a shooting guard. I think he's a forward to me. All right. Well, we'll get to we'll get to the interesting situation that presents us that presents uh, Mike Rhodes uh, in a minute. But I do want to talk about his high school career first. When I was looking up some stuff about him, I saw a state champion in there. Uh, and to me, you know, when you win, when you have a player that does that, 
that that gets my attention right away. Just just tell everyone, you know, what kind of a career this young man had at Verina, and just how good was he was he at the high school level? Well, it was stunted a little bit by the pandemic, um, as as many kids, you know, in their, their high school careers these days were. But I saw a lot of him his senior year and not a whole lot of him leading up to that. But he was absolutely special his senior year this past year and leading to Brian to a state title. Um, did a little bit of everything for them. It was a really talented team. Um, they rotated eight, nine guys and got a lot of guys on the floor. Um, but everything revolved around him. Um, he was the guy that gave, I think, all of them the confidence that they were an elite team because they had such an elite talent. Um, and he did a little bit of everything for them. When I did a feature on him, about halfway through the season, um, I asked for his pro comparison, and he said LeBron James, um, which I'm not. I know I'm not. I'm in no way, shape, or form comparing him to LeBron James. And my editor kind of had the similar reaction that you just did when I said that. He was like, "Look, everyone wants to compare themselves to LeBron James, but in the many different ways that he affects the game, um, I think it's an appropriate comparison because he does a little bit of everything. I think why recruiters were so enamored is his willingness to do the nitty gritty." Two, he loves playing defense. He loves getting his teammates involved. He doesn't want to be, you know, a, a volume scorer, look at me, you know, have a lot of ISO scoring and, and play off the dribble. He wants to get his teammates involved. He wants to play defense. He wants to do the little things. Um, and I think that specifically defensively, he fits into VCU and the program perfectly that way. I asked him what his favorite thing to do on the court is, and he said chase down blocks. And being able to, you know, in transition when you're getting back on defense and and kind of trying to time it up. Everyone knows that scenario. Um, and he loves doing that. And so you see that love for the defensive side of the ball from him. And I think that's part of why the VCU program and microbes were so enamored with him. Um, but there was also there was one moment in the state championship game this past year, and they won by like 30, by the way. They were not really tested a whole lot. They were far and away the best team in class four this year. Um but there's one moment in the state championship game where he backed down a defender who was too small to, to be guarding him. And so he took him to the post. But he was not backing him down, hoping to score in the post. He had a teammate cut baseline. Um, and immediately when Alfonso drew a double, he dumped it off to his teammate and got an open layup. And you just see a lot of plays like that from him. He's an incredibly unselfish player. Um, and he talked a lot about that when I interviewed him and coach, uh, coach Boom Randolph, the, uh, the Verina coach talked a lot about that. When your best player is that unselfish, everyone else kind of feeds off that. And that was a huge part of Verina's run to a state title this year when they had this four star recruit, you know, with, with all these offers and interests and stuff. And he shows up to the court and everyone's oohing and eyeing when he's dunking in warm ups and stuff like that. But he cared a lot about playing defense and about getting his teammates involved. Well, you actually answered my next question because I was going to because one of the things I've always found about the state tournament being at the Siegel Center is that I feel like the local teams feel the pressure and sometimes it's too much for them. Obviously, that wasn't the case with this team. But he loved it. You, you talk about the defensive ability, the chase down blocks. That sounds like Keyshawn Curry to me. That I when you said that, I thought, oh God, that's that's Keyshawn Curry all over. Yet another player that seems like a fantastic culture fit. For this team, just just like Christian Fermin, who we talked, who I talked about in the in the first of this series, man, this kid sounds like a hand and glove fit for VCU. When when I hear things like that from yourself, he absolutely is. And and to the point that you made earlier, it's incredibly exciting to have a local kid um, who's who's made waves at the high school level. Just I mean, shoot, how far is Verina from the Seagull Center? It's like a, it's like a fifteen minute drive. It's 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 very close. He's right down the road. And in that state championship game. This is what I led my story with after that state championship game. He had one, I think he had an alley-oop dunk 
and one moment that put them up like 20 something points in the third quarter. And they had a third quarter run there where it was very clear that, that the game was over at that point. It was a very early dagger. And, and the um, opposing team it was a Northern Virginia school whose name is escaping me right now, maybe Loudoun County. Um, but they called timeout and Billups started looking around to the crowd saying, this is my city. Um, and so he already very much felt at home in the Siegel Center, just from a, even from a neutral observer, you could tell that he knew this is my home for the next four years and that he was relishing in that. I don't think he felt, you know, pressure having to perform on that stage. I think he was very much ready for it. And he's very much ready for the spotlight that a local kid, you know, who was a state champion at Verina, staying home and going to VCU is going to bring along. There will be pressure on him, right, um, To when you've got that spotlight coming on um, as a kid that made waves at the local level. But I think that he's very much ready to take that on. We've had so many guard and guard forward types that have played that have been great defensive players that like to chase down blocks, just like what he talks about. So I'm I'm excited to hear this because, as you well know, living in the area, the anchor that's that's the thing that VCU hangs its hat on first. Top five in defensive efficiency last year needs to maintain a level close to that to be successful, at least until this offense gets straight, which maybe it will. What you know, you talked about him profiling self as LeBron James. How do you see his offensive game translating to this next level here at college? Do you know I see him as almost a Vince Williams replacement? And I know that that's weird with him, with him, you know, almost being listed as a guard, but that's I think of him more as a forward in that when he's on the floor, perhaps as a freshman, he won't quite be ready to step into those shoes. But so much of the offense went through Vince in the last couple of years. I really see him filling that role. Um, as as a guy he's a great passer and that's another part of the of the LeBron James comparison that I don't want to harp on too much because I want to reiterate that I'm not saying he's LeBron James but LeBron loves to get his teammates involved and so much of the offense runs through him that he's that prototypical point forward on the floor I think that's what Alfonso is Um, I think that he could bring the ball up some and he's going to love to get his teammates involved and so that I think that what he did from for Verina from the standpoint of being your best player who's so unselfish and wants to get all of his teammates involved, I think that he will very much do that for VCU um, and operate in the 3-4 role, but bring the ball up the floor some, you know, and 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 be the guy that the offense runs through um, and that's dishing to other teammates, much like Vince has done for VCU the past couple of years. Well, I love hearing that because when the best version of Vince Williams was, you know, 12 to 15 points, seven, you know, six to eight rebounds, three steals, a block, you know, that kind of thing, four assists, three, four assists, something like that. I think that's what Alfonso is, yeah. That's that's what I like to hear. Now, since we're talking about him as a small forward, even, even though he's listed that at, there's in, it's an interesting situation. Vince is gone, but Nick Kern, who, again, probably not as good a first year as he'd like to have, but he's back. And Jameer Watkins, who I felt before the injury last year was going to make the leap the way Vince Williams made, Vince Williams made the leap from his second to the third year. So there's competition at that spot. We don't know what Watkins is going to be because, again, coming off that injury, who the heck knows? I mean, it's, it's such a disaster uh, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you have such an injury, knee injury like that and you're out for the whole year. Do you think Phillips comes in, maybe starts on the bench but ends up starting? Maybe he plays a lot of minutes. How do you think he's going to do in that regard this year? With how many guys Mike likes to rotate, um, I think he gets minutes as a freshman for sure. I don't think he, he starts immediately, but I think he definitely contributes and gets a chance to work his way into the starting lineup by season's end. 
I, my expectations for Jameer haven't lowered that much. I mean, I'm still enamored with his skill set. I still think he could be great. But like you said, you never know coming off of that significant of an injury at that stage of your career that that was really sad for him going into the next year um, on top of all the injury issues that VCU had going into the year. Um, a testament to the culture of that program, what they were still able to do right after and, and how Mike led that group of guys through that at the beginning of the year with missing probably, you know, what a lot of people expected could be your best player in Jameer throughout the season. And then your point guard wasn't ready going into the year. Um, I, I think that Jameer should still, my expectation is that he starts um, and that he's your primary scorer. Um, and, but I think that Alfonso certainly will get a chance to contribute significantly right off the bat. And by the end of the year could work his way into the starting lineup. I think that like we talked about a little bit too, him putting a little weight on and filling out that frame will be big to him being able to take on significant minutes. And hearing you talk about the different things that he does so well and the fact that he could be a do-everything kind of player, I also can see some small lineups where maybe he's down at the four spot, which, again, he'd be undersized, obviously. But if VCU wants to go small and they could have, you know, Ace, Jaden Nunn, or, or, so, or, or, you know, Billups and Watkins all on the floor at the same time with, whoever, you know, with Fermin or, or somebody else – it feels like that that's a lineup that could cause a lot of problems. And if they want to do the more pressing havoc style that they, that they've had to go away from a little bit, it could be that it could be with a lineup like that. And Billups could be a very key figure in that, in that sort of thing. So how do you see something like that? No, you read my mind. I I think we could very much see lineups like that. I would love to see him and Jameer on the floor at the same time um, playing and kind of an interchangeable role there. Um, I do think that for him to really play in the post, other teams might attack him. Alfonso talking about if, if, if he's at that four, um, early in his career, other teams might try and attack him in the post because he does have the room to, to put on some weight and would be kind of frail, you know, lined up against a bigger four, but I would love to see that lineup too. Um, and I think that could really get up and down the floor. And I think what you're alluding to you to is play a really exciting brand of basketball. Um, that you as, as, as a VCU fan, I mean, that's what you want to see, right? That's part of the reason you love this program is because you want to see the pressing and you want to see them get up and down the floor. I think that Alfonso's skill set is very much conducive to playing a smaller lineup. And I think that we could see a lot of that this year um, with him down at the four and VCU trying to get up and down the floor a little more. With it being so many years since we've had a local product playing for VCU, my other question is, is this the beginning of that? Are we going to start seeing the Rams maybe maybe try to mine the Richmond area because we know it's loaded with talent. It's almost every year. There are really good players, both guys and girls, that are ending up in D1 schools and being very successful. Is this what I – well, let me say this. I hope it's the beginning. Is this the beginning of that, do you think? I very much hope so too, and I do think it could be. Um a couple other names to to throw out there. Alfonso's teammate, Kennard Weich, um, was a was a first team all state point guard for them as only a sophomore this year. They have a really good connection. Um and I, I did a, a feature story on him and his dad and uh and they've already talked to Alfonso about hoping to maybe join him in a couple of years. Um they have a really good relationship. That alley oop that I talked about in the state title game was from it was from KJ, um, is what he goes by. It's Kennard Weiss Jr. Um, to Alfonso. And I think that we could see that connection more at the Siegel Center. Um, and another name, Steve Stinson, uh, formerly a Trinity guy who's at John Marshall now. And I don't, anyone who knows anything about the local basketball scene knows what type of program the John Marshall boys are. They're the elite of the elite. Um, Ty White is the coach over there. He runs team loaded AAU, which is pretty much where all of the best local players play 
um, and, and make their connections recruiting wise. Um, Steve Stinson, really physical, um, more of a guard, but a big guard that I think would fit wonderfully into the VCU system. Um, big physical guy, had some injury issues early in his career at Trinity, um, but transferred to John Marshall and ended up first team all Metro for us this year. John Marshall won a, stat, a state title too. They're in class two, so they didn't exactly have great competition, but that program is absolutely loaded. Um, and I, I, I hope so. Those are a couple of names that I've heard. And I know that VCU has recruited Stinson um, already. Um, and from what the, the White family told me, there's some interest in Kennard as well. So I hope so. I hope that we're seeing more of an emphasis on that. Those are the only couple names that I've really heard concrete connections, knowing that that VCU has talked to them and is recruiting them. But I mean, as a VCU fan, I, I graduated from VCU in 2018 um, and have lived in Richmond for eight years now. And I would love that. It was really cool seeing Alfonso play a state title game on what is soon to be his home court. I mean, that was special, you know, when he looked around at everyone and he said, this is my city. And you had everyone out from the East End, you know, there for that game. I, I think that it really does stoke the flames of of local fandom for VCU. Um, and I think that they would get, you know, that, that support would be special when you've got people from the counties coming out to watch games at the Seagull Center because they're rooting for their kids. Alfonso's not just, you know, didn't just go to Verona. He's born and raised you know, in the, in the East end, um, and in the Richmond area. And so I think that that's something that I'd very much like to see. And I do think you're starting to, that this is prognostication on, on, on my part. I, I don't, you know, have concrete sources within VCU telling me this or anything, but I, I think that you're starting to see more of an emphasis on trying to get some of the best local players and, and to keep them home because VCU recognizes how much appeal that has, uh, for local fans. Well, and, and let's face it, it's it's been a bit tough sledding with the pandemic and everything. Yeah, the home court advantage hasn't been there the last few years like it's been in the past. And and as as crazy as it may sound to some people, I think that's absolutely part of it. And and you you know you go back to 2011 and you had Brandon Roselle and you had, you know Bradford Burgess. You had local guys that were part of that team. That's what made, that's one of the things one of the many things that made that so special. By the way, Roselle's. Highland Springs program also went. Verona and Highland Springs both won class uh, state titles this past year. Highland Springs in class five and Verona in class four. And so there's a ton of talent locally. There is. And you've already got those connections with guys like Brandon. And so I really hope that, that we see that come to fruition with them getting more of those guys because you've got a ton of, of great talent and some really good programs around the area. Brandon Roselle is a great being a great coach. That's that's not a shock. That's not a shock to anybody that, that remembers his time around the VCU program when he played. That's 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 one of those things that just is kind of natural, isn't it? Uh, Zach, this has been terrific. I want to thank you for coming on and joining me here on Rams Rewind. Uh, any social media, anything you want to plug, let, let, let us all have it here. George, thank you so much. I, I would love to come on again. Uh, Zach Joachim, his last name is J-O-A-C-H-I-M. Uh, at Zach Joachim is my Twitter. Um, at RTD Sports uh, for all of the uh, – the new the local sports news from the Richmond Times Dispatch, and I really appreciate you having me on, man. I'm a uh, lines open anytime. Uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I I worked with your boss like many moons ago when he was when he was not the sports editor. It was just just a very just a very outstanding reporter, and so it was it was it was great uh, being able to to talk to him and or to get get your information from him and and be able to get this done. So. That is Rams Rewind, everyone. Uh, We will continue our series on the incoming players here at VCU. And thanks again to Zach Joaquin, and thank you all for listening. And until next time, have a good day, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.